Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 340. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Are you listening to TV Talk and want to share the juicy details with your friends? With Talkback Share, you can share your Talkback clips with your Facebook friends and Twitter followers. Download the iOS or Google Play app today. Whether you're starting a business, looking to protect your family, or to safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has the award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country to help. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jared Sessler. Jared, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. (laughs) My pleasure. Jared is the founder of Hometask.com. He wants to enable people to live independent lives with structure and good income. Hometask.com provides opportunities for folks to serve others with their gifts and talents as that's the kind of work they find most fulfilling. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Jared, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. So I'm the founder of a company called HomeTask, uh, but I'm also a bit of a serial entrepreneur. So I have several businesses that I've started, uh, the, the most prominent of which is a group of franchise concepts that I franchise under HomeTask. Uh, we have a, a few different brands, Pet Butler, which is a pet waste cleanup service. And I want to give a shout out to Eric Hoffpower down in San Antonio, Texas, because he's the one who introduced me to you, John, and, right. and to the Entrepreneur on Fire show. So thank you very much, Eric. Hope you're having a great day. And I know he's listening. Uh, also, we have a brand called Yellow Van Handyman, which I started quite a few years ago, which is a professional handyman franchise concept that uh, is across the country. And we have a new brand called Lawn Army, which is a landscape maintenance concept. And uh, in Seattle, but uh, soon in some other markets, we also have a brand called Fredgies, which is an organic produce delivery service. Uh, we are launching a new brand called Blue Crew, which is a pool maintenance service, and uh, also working on an acquisition. So, um, and a few other little things going on on the side. So that's kind of <laughs> who who I am business wise. My core passion is helping people get started and building their own successful businesses. And that's why I love franchising so much because I can lead from the center and provide support systems, processes, and, and all that, all the different hats that are necessary for people to be successful in business. And personally, I have um, a beautiful wife of almost 18 years and three kids and two dogs. And, uh, and we're working on uh, the adoption process and we're going to probably adopt a couple more kids. So that's me. Wow. Well, Jared, you definitely do enjoy staying active, staying busy, and serial entrepreneur, I think, is a word that defines you so well. And I want to kind of take a little side tangent here because I need to commend you first and foremost for the different names you've come up with for these companies. And that's such a sticking point for entrepreneurs. I know it was for me, and I feel very lucky and fortunate to have stumbled upon Entrepreneur on Fire. And it's something that really did resonate with me once I finally settled upon it. But you seem time and time again just to have these amazing names, Fredgies, Lawn Army, Pet Butler. I mean, I'm remembering them all because they're they're so obvious and they make so much sense. Can you take us through your process for coming up with these names? It's lengthy and I would say with every single one of them, it's different. Um, 
uh, for example, the new one, Blue Crew, is we're having a lot of troubles even right now just nailing down the logo. We, we came up with a great name after about probably 10 weeks of bantering. Um, but a, a lot of it is just uh, really looking at what the brand is, what it does, and then trying to associate words that, that with that that are realistic. Like Yellow Van Handyman, for example, is is amazing because we drive yellow vans and we're handyman and it sort of rhymes and it's catchy and it's hard when you look at the brand that driving down the street you see a yellow van and so it's kind of difficult to forget the name um so um i think it's really important i mean i honestly feel really bad when i see and i see examples of this in my own community where people will open a small business whether it's a restaurant or a radio shop or or, you know, whatever, and they just have this stupid name that nobody's going to remember. It doesn't say what the business does. It doesn't look appealing. It doesn't have any scale. So, you know, maybe they name it after the town they live in, which means they're never going to be any bigger than that. Um, so I think I think some of those things maybe help. Uh, but really, it's not the last thing it is, is me, because I, I just have I have high standards, but I'm not the one who thinks of all these things. So, Jared, thank you for that little side note because, man, that is, again, something that so many entrepreneurs do get stuck on and it stops them from even starting because it's such kind of an obsessive point that we have because it is important. It is the face. It is the potential scale and leverage of our brand. So, very interesting stuff. And Yellow Van Handyman, that is a home run. So, love that. But let's move forward into a success quote because we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with these success quotes, with these mantras to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. As I thought through this, I, I uh, consulted my wife and she reminded me of the one that's probably been the most impactful the last couple of years. And really, it, it put a name to who I am in terms of the way I operate. And it's very Seth Godin-ish, but it's actually by Jim Collins and it's the 20 Mile March. And it's in um, one of his books, uh, Great by Choice, where he talks about uh, an expedition to the South Pole, and and um, you can read through that. It's it's really a neat little story, but it's very much along the lines of work, spending time working on your business a- instead of spending all of your time working in your business. And so, I very much am the type of person that feels like and wants to move things forward, uh, looking ahead, not so much um, working on today. I want to make sure that today is planned out you know, several months in advance. And then, um, you know, it just really, uh, one thing I didn't mention in my personal story, I was, I was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer 14 years ago. And so that required me to take a whole new look at life and changing my diet. And, and, uh, and even recently after reading about this 20 mile March, I realized that I was, I was not looking at even exercise in, in the proper way. I was looking at it in this box of, I have to do an hour and a half a day or I, or I'm not going to go. Consequently, I wasn't doing it at all. And even though I was eating well and in shape because of that, I really wasn't fit. And so the last couple of years, I, I actually came up with a thing called the five minute workout and sort of applied my thinking around that. So where I'm okay, maybe I can't do an hour and a half a day, but I can do five minutes. And I think the point with that is, is that, um, you know, I, I have, uh, written some books and stuff about the cancer story and even a recent publication about the fitness stuff called the five minute workout. But the point is, is that I think 
entrepreneurs tend to feel like they're very drawn to working on the stuff that they can write invoices for and not trying to f- look at the whole process as a as a a flow to that opportunity so what is it what happens in the midst of of your business whatever it is that you do that gets you to the place of being able to write the invoice and collect a check and really studying that and improving it and making that more efficient so that you can do it a lot more often. So Jared, you've already shared with us some challenges and some obstacles that you faced in your past. And what I want you to do now, because you are our spotlighted guest, take us back to a point in your journey when you failed, when you faced a massive obstacle and had to overcome that. And Jared, share with Fire Nation what you did to overcome that and lessons learned. I think the biggest thing that I've had to face and the biggest challenge that I've had to face has been with people. Um, They're also the biggest asset because a lot of them can be amazing and wonderful, but you have to get the right people on your team. And uh, there was was a time that I hired someone and I didn't do as good a job of of, uh, ferreting out who I was hiring and I put them in a position of authority and responsibility over some things in the company and was paying them a lot of money, in fact, more than I was paying myself, And which is, is good. You need to get to a place where when you hire good people, you're willing to pay them. But in this particular case, I, I'm not a micromanager, and so I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't micromanage. I, I like to manage on responsibility. I, I look at things as responsibility based. So I'm not interested in how many hours my team works. What I'm interested in is do they get their job done and do they do it to the best of their ability and do they make us look good? And in this particular case, the person was actually not doing, not covering their responsibilities, but they had put so much fear into some of the other team that I didn't know what was going on and wasn't paying attention and we ended up losing a lot of money and lost some good team players and and eventually and had to let this person go uh but that was a that was a very difficult time and a difficult situation to sort of walk through for me um because I trusted that person and I just assumed you know oh this they're they're going to do what they say they're going to do and so uh I have learned over over time to uh stay a little bit closer not so much to the point of micromanaging, but I do want regular uh, report outs and and uh, you know just have building a relationship with people that I consider to be my direct reports. And so I feel like I've grown a lot over the years in that. And you know Dave Ramsey's got some awesome teaching in his book Entre Leader, where he talks about how he goes through the interview process and what his criteria are and stuff like that. But um, anyway, so that's, I would say that's, that's one, another one, which I won't jump into too much just for the sake of time, but, you know, just financial management over the last five years, uh, going to the point of like, not even sure we're going to be able to stay, stay alive to, to being able to thrive through a down economy and acquire companies and, and really grow. So I'm super thankful for the, uh, for the opportunity that I had there. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because that is the roller coaster that we live in, the ups, the downs, the bad hiring decisions, the good hiring decisions, and it's a continual process for us as entrepreneurs to learn from our mistakes and hopefully to be learning from others' mistakes so we don't repeat those. And Jared, that's why it's so valuable what you're sharing with us today. And if you could, for Fire Nation, boil those experiences down into just one clear lesson that you learned. 
during the down economy, we acquired Pet Butler, and it was started by another guy who's a friend of mine. And and I would say that just about all of us fall into two categories. One, we're either really good at making it rain, or we're really good at driving process and development and improvement in the business. So we're we're good at operational, or we're good at sales, essentially. And I'm good at operational, laying foundations, making the most out of what we've got. The guy who started uh, Pat Butler was very good at at PR and marketing and making it rain. Um, unfortunately, when you go into a down economy, the whoever's got a more solid foundation is going to be the one who's probably going to survive more because they they just have that footing. And when sales go away, so uh, we had the opportunity to acquire Pat Butler, and it was it was an incredible period for me because I learned firsthand about the the founder factor, at least that's what I call it. And that's where you've got yourself emotionally strapped into a brand that you started and have grown with blood, sweat and tears. And frankly, there were some things I was screwing up. And because I wasn't emotionally tied to Pebbler, we we bought the company and we had an opportunity to make some money and help some people and turn it into something. Uh, I was able to make more rational decisions. And through that process, I felt like I was it, it the biggest spotlight it shown was on my own mistakes in the brands that I had started and so I was able to make some changes and and sort of apply some of those some of those truths not only in Peppa but also in the other brands as well Great insights, Jared. And it's actually a great segue to the other end of the spectrum because just like as entrepreneurs, we do face challenges and obstacles on a daily basis. We also have those light bulbs that are going off, those inspirational moments. And Jared, I want you to tell us a story. We want to be there with you. Let's not be abstract. Take us there that day when it happened, when that light bulb just went off and you said, wow, this not only resonates with me, not only resonates with my target market, but this is my authentic self. What was that aha moment for you, Jared? And how'd you take that moment and turn it into success? The story is, is that I was on a three-week vacation with my wife and kids and we were driving to Mackinac Island in northern Michigan and, and uh, we, we love doing road trips and at the right at the front end of that, everything fell apart with uh, Pet Butler. And I had been talking with uh, the founder of it about trying to do something. And so I basically, my wife ended up doing a lot of the driving on that trip. And I spent most of the time on the phone talking with all of the franchise partners that are spread out across the country and really just listening to them. Some of them yell, some of them cry, some of them scream, some of them just dumbfounded, um, you know, and hearing what it was that they really needed and where they felt like the company was not fulfilling its obligations. And in the midst of that, uh, there was a, so within franchising, you have an advertising fund that most franchisors collect. And, and that was, that was being collected, uh, with, um, with Pet Butler and it wasn't, being managed in a way that made the franchise partners feel like it was an effective investment of their, of their resources. And so we immediately stopped the collection of that. And that was kind of the aha moment for me in the midst of that, where I realized, you know what, I was guilty of really the same thing with our brands. And so not only did we stop the collect collection of that for uh, Pet Butler, but we also stopped it for for Yellow Van Handyman and, and the other brands that we had at the time. And so, um, 
it, it wasn't that there was anything unethical or or anything like that going on. It was just that we weren't doing it in a way that was benefiting or at least made the franchise partners feel like they were gaining some benefit from it. And so we needed to step back. And ironically, it's been about three years and we just recently instituted the collection of that and it it now comes out. We have a monthly report. It's completely transparent. We're talking to the franchise partners about what we're doing with those funds and how we're investing them. And we feel like we have a lot more opportunity to be able to to use a larger um, chunk of money since the business has grown to be able to, to have more impact for them. And so that was it. I think it was driving across the country, listening to these franchise partners talking about what they needed and where they were frustrated. And it was a huge uh, education for me. I think that word transparency that you use, Jared, is so critical because if the franchisees can truly see where the money's going and they can see the benefit that they're getting from that, that can make a world of difference. And when you really took a step back and instituted those systems and then came forward with that, I can just see why that would be so beneficial and such a win-win for both sides. So I definitely commend you for taking that strong action because saying no to money is not always easy. And that's essentially what you were saying. You're saying, hey, stop sending me money while we fix this system. And that takes a very courageous act. So kudos to you for that. And if you could share... Again, we love just to boil it down because this is all about takeaways and Fire Nation loves takeaways. So what's one clear lesson from that aha moment that you had that you can share with us? The big takeaway for me is that all of business is about more than just making money. We've we've actually given a lot of concessions. We've reduced a lot of fees for our franchise owners. I mean, I would love to see us be able to continue to reduce our our burden on the franchise partners as we figure out how to generate revenue in different ways. Um, but ultimately, it just you have to look at business as something more than making money, and and you have to you know get satisfaction and fulfillment out of it in a way that isn't just tied to the bank account. I love that. You're not here trying to wring out this sponge of every drip of water that you have because when you do that, you're going to have a dry sponge and we all know that dry sponges are not effective in what they're supposed to do, which is clean. Just like when you wring your franchisees dry of money, they're not going to be effective to continue to go forward as a business. So it behooves you to allow them to operate in a most successful manner. And if that's by taking less money from them, then that's a great way to operate because it's much more beneficial to you to have a ton of successful companies that are creating profitable businesses than just having a couple that are struggling along. So it makes a ton of sense. And I commend you for that, Jared. And I have a question that's going to kind of come out of left field, but have you had an I've made it moment? The I've made it moment for me that that comes to mind is being able to travel with my family for either weeks or even months at a time and still be able to have the business operate and run and uh, that's just such a blessing to me to be able to look at that and know that our franchise owners are taken care of, our staff is doing their stuff, and um, I can still enjoy my kids while they're young and get away and do some things that I want to do. Love that. And Jared, what I want to do right now is move to present times. Talk to us right now about a couple things that you have going on with HomeTask.com that you're just really excited about. Well, I think the biggest thing that I'm excited about is the economic situation, at least through 2019. 
uh, as I see it, we're in the next, you know, six or seven years of probably some of the biggest growth that we're, uh, any of us have ever experienced. And so really looking forward to that, uh, excited about the uh, churn of uh, franchise leads and new people who want to enter the business or one of our brands. Um, really looking forward to uh, building out home tasks. So one of the things we're doing as a business is we're bringing on brands onto our hometask.com website uh, that we don't own. So there, and there's even some very large uh, companies that are coming on there. And the reason is, is that hometask.com is a destination website for people who like to get stuff done. And so consumers can go there to schedule service of all types. And so it's really kind of a lead porthole for uh, service providers who want to connect with their uh, with their customers in a way that allows them to track and schedule and and uh, promote uh, or share all of their uh, uh, service providers uh, and information and things like that all in one spot so that you know they can manage all of the services happening on their properties and so growing hometask.com to maybe 35 or 40 brands in the next five to seven years is exciting to me. Um, and then also growing the number of brands or number of franchises that we have within the brands that we own and just seeing each of our owners continue to um, get out of debt, create more cash flow for themselves and create more success. And I, I really enjoy hearing those stories from our owners where, you know, they're, they're getting themselves getting themselves out of debt. They're talking to me about how they can expand or maybe uh, sell their business to move up to something bigger or different or, you know, expand their current operation, those kinds of things. I mean, it's all incredible and there's more opportunities uh, in front of me than I'll, I'll ever have time to uh, be able to take advantage of for sure. Let's take a second here to thank LegalZoom because I think you would agree that your future is important. So stop stressing out and start planning. I know just a partner who can help with that. LegalZoom. LegalZoom has been around for 12 years, helping Americans get personalized wills, powers of attorney, living trusts, real estate documents, and more. They can even help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Now, I know this could be a benefit for some of you entrepreneurs out there. LegalZoom offers services developed by a team of experienced attorneys, and they're there to help you from start to finish. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. For even more savings, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Remember, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Your favorite TV show probably airs a new episode at night, but what if you missed it or it was so good that you just want to hear more about it? TV Talk, America's premier network for TV show discussions, has you covered. The very next morning, you can tune in to listen to entertaining discussions with the simple tap of a button. Hear Joe Arvin and the Cowboy keep you up to date on the latest Big Brother episode, or listen to R.C. St. Amour as he lets you in on behind-the-scenes insights about Survivor. Also hear from your favorite former contestants from shows like The Biggest Loser and Amazing Race. TV Talk also gives you the opportunity to submit your own Talk Back question for a chance to be featured as the Talk Back question of the week. 
All right. So how do you get a hold of it? The TV Talk app is absolutely free in the iOS app store and for Android devices on Google Play or at tvtalk.com. What are you waiting for? Download the app today. This is a perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sure. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Ignorance. That old saying, if you don't know what you don't know, you don't know it. And, <laughs> and you know, there's too, many, there's too many things out there that are not, you have to be able to learn how to unpack business and, and sort of take it apart and see how it works. And not just business, but life. Uh, and everything is that way. You know, we, we look at celebrities and, and politicians and, and different things, and we put them up on these pedestals. And the truth is they're just people just like us, but we've built this structure around them to create some sort of uh, uh, sense of separation, but there really isn't one. So I think it's just ignorance in terms of how the world works and how, what we're here for and what we're capable of and all those kinds of things. And, uh, there's what that ignorance fosters is fear and fear comes from ignorance because we, we don't know what we don't know. Jared, what's the best advice you've ever received? Well, there's probably two things. One is, uh, for me again, back to Jim Collins, don't do everything. Uh, I have a tendency and not so much anymore, but there was a period of time when I, I was in business and I felt like I was in business to make money and, and that was my sole focus. And so I just said yes to anything that would cause people to write checks to me. And that isn't right. You need to know what it is that you do. And you need to do that really well. And you need to learn how to say no to some things. The other thing is, is that uh, from one of my mentors, I said, what's, what's one of the best things that you ever did in business? And he said, I learned how to play golf. So uh, there's more to that story, but that's my answer. All right. What's one specific action the listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Dreams are just a shoebox full of stuff that we acquired over our childhood uh, that we packed away when we went to college and stored in our parents' place. And then maybe we picked them up when we got done with college and we finally bought a house and we put them on the, on the mantle or above our fireplace. But you know, the, the shoebox with the dreams in it will never amount to anything until they're translated into goals. And goals are actionable, measurable, written and shared steps that will produce results. So if you want your dreams to actually turn into something, if you actually want to see your dreams become reality, then you have to turn those, those dreams into goals. Jared, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? One of the resources that I've used for quite a few years, it's really interesting and you can get some free information about people, especially if you're hiring them, is uh, Zaba Search. Z-A-B-A Search. It's kind of an interesting uh, uh, website. Um, another one that I think is is probably one of the most uh, ed- the most wonderful educational resources that I've ever uh, come across is uh, Roy H. Williams' Monday Morning Memo. And just go to mondaymorningmemo.com and it's, you get a weekly memo. It's just absolutely unbelievable from a marketing standpoint. He really makes you think. 
Love it. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to both of these resources and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Jared Sessler. Jared, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would read something by Lencioni, Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he's got some great uh, leadership and communication books like uh, the, the Four Temptations of a CEO or The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Uh, there's a both really good books uh, and really, really helpful. I'm a huge uh, book reader. I love reading books. I wish I would have read more when I was younger. I feel like I'm behind the curve, but uh, that's one that I, that I really enjoy. Wonderful. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So Jared, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter, taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would people watch. I would go where people are and I would sit and watch them and uh, observe and look for opportunities. The other thing that I would do is I would go to uh, a local country club and hang out and fill in for foursomes that are missing someone. Uh, And the reason is, is that there's few other places where you can get to know people with, you know, two, three hours of free time. Uh, And most of the time, people that are at a country club or playing golf tend to be uh, more professional people that have achieved a few things in their life and people that you can learn from and build relationships with. So that's what I would do. Love that advice. And Jared, I've just loved hearing your journey. Hometask.com is in growth mode right now, and I'm excited to see where you take in the next six years. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Thanks, John. It was really good to be on the show, yeah. and I appreciate it. Uh, I would say, you know, socially is the best. My Twitter handle is at Sessler, S-E-S-S-L-E-R, and uh, I'm on Google Plus and Facebook as well. Just uh, Google Jared Sessler. Beautiful. And give us that one parting piece of guidance. Take your dreams, analyze them, figure out what goals that you need to put in place to be able to see your dreams come to life and then take the first step within the next 24 hours. Wonderful. Well, Jared, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about in today's episode on your show notes page. Go to eofire.com, click on that podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. And Jared, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds good. Thanks, John. Thanks, everyone. How do I create a podcast? How do I grow my audience? How do I get great guests? How do I monetize? All these questions and more are answered at podcastersparadise.com. For one price, you will unlock the gate to access all the wonders of Podcasters Paradise. The video tutorials, the forum of fellow podcasters, the private webinars with today's top experts, and more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to podcastersparadise.com today. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.